0: Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. And thanks for coming back every single Wednesday and our bonus Fridays. Occasionally, you guys are the best. I am coming off of a huge high. This weekend was my Rediscover You workshop in Utah. It is one that I poured hours and prayer into for months. And I could not get over the transformation I saw in the women who were there. It sold out six weeks in advance, and 45 incredible women showed up with their whole hearts and souls. I just want to thank each one of them, as well as my guest teachers, Kim Christensen and Rachel Nielsen. They really hit it out of the park. I cannot wait to do the next one, and I am sure I I can't help myself. I'm going to plan another one soon. Mid-episode for you, I have a huge announcement that is related to my calling I feel like I've had to help women, so be sure to tune in for that part and continue to listen to the rest of the interview. Let's talk about our guest today. It is Andy Proctor of More Happy Life. You might be familiar with him because he's been on the show a long time ago. He talked about happiness, and he's a happiness expert, so he had a lot to share, and we really dove deep into his story as well. Today, he is back here to teach you about mindfulness. This is a really important piece to the happiness puzzle, and Andy will share with you why. Now, I cheekily entitled this episode, Mindfulness for Dummies, and it really was just to say, a lot of us love the idea of mindfulness, but we don't know how to really execute it. We might be familiar with the why, but Andy will share more about why it's important to work on mindfulness, but he will also share how to actually get started and what ways you can implement it in your life here and now. Andy is a rock star. I'm so excited that he's agreed to be on the show again with me today. I want to welcome back to the show, Andy Proctor. Hi, Andy.
1: Hey, hey, Monica. Thanks so much for having me back on. I'm so excited.
0: Well, I have such a big smile on my face because it feels like a whole other lifetime that we last spoke and you were on my show and one of my first like male uh, interviewees. And for some <laughs> reason, that felt like a very big deal for me because... <laughs> uh, You know so much about so many things, and the episode that you did last with me was so well received and gets listens all the time. You are a happiness expert, and tied into that, a mindfulness expert, so we'll be chatting about that today, but first, how about you start by introducing yourself to my listeners?
1: thanks so much. I, I'm just so happy to be here. And, yeah, I like to call myself a happiness activist because I, I definitely know a ton about uh, you know about happiness. and but I love like I love actually seeing it in action. I love being able to get out there and actually do something about it to help people to know, you know what what can I do today, like right now to be happier. so, Yeah, I like to just call myself a happiness activist and I can help other people to like know what they can do to be happier. That's like so much better than what I think, you know, a lot of happiness experts out there might be doing as well.
0: Well, you know the research and you share it in a way that is so understandable for people like me whose brain is just full and needs a little bit of guidance and instruction and also practical ways to implement what you are teaching. Um, How about you tell people where they can find you because there are so many resources you have and a lot of it is free um, before we dive in.
1: (laughs) Cool. Wow. Thank you. So you can go to morehappylife.co and I have lots of like blog posts and, um, kind of podcast show notes and, um, and like free resources. Like, you know, I have a morning routine, um, that you can download if you want to check it out. Um, that's like Mm -hmm. to help you boost your positive emotions, um, in the morning. Cause like if you win your morning, you win your day. Right. And so,
0: um,
1: that is something you can find. You can find me on Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram at more happy life and also the more happy life podcast. You can find basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So yeah. Thanks.
0: It's so good. And yeah, it's short and to the point and applicable and like story driven too. So, so much goodness is there. Today, we're going to chat about mindfulness for beginners. This is something I have tried to get into so many times and I see the value in it and I want to implement it more in my life. But I I get into it a little bit, and I kind of forget <laughs> that I was getting into it. Um, and I'm sure you know what that's like, and you've seen it. So we're gonna we're gonna kind Absolutely. of start at like mindfulness 101 here. How about you tell us what mindfulness is?
1: <laughs> that's such a good question. You know, the simplest way to explain mindfulness is it's just paying attention to your thoughts without judgment, mm-hmm. and you, you just, you, are just basically taking a step back and looking at your thoughts. And I've, I've seen so many different metaphors and kind of pictures drawn and, uh, uh, of what mindfulness is. And one of them that I like is where there's like clouds in the sky, right. And you're just kind of watching them go by. Um, or you can be sitting, you know, next to a street, like a busy street and you're watching cars go by. And instead of being in the middle of the road, just like trying to stop the cars, whoa, you know, stop, wait, whoa, and trying to change the cars, you're just watching them and and kind of giving them a what if, right? Just like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. So you're watching your thoughts. You're watching your emotions. And so it's just really basic, you know, paying attention to your thoughts without judgment. And I like one metaphor that I really like is, you know, what if you walk into this this let's just say Amazon, right? We all know about, like, Amazon. would probably shop on there way too much. Um, <laughs> what if Amazon, right, had a, a walk-in store? Um, it would probably be humongous. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, imagine yourself walking into that store, and then all of a sudden you start, you know, making these large and expensive orders on things you don't even want, right? You have 10 cases of, like, grape Otter Pops. Like, that's, like, my least favorite <laughs> flavor I think. I don't know if anybody likes grape otter pops, but and you're like just watching yourself make these orders, but it's not what you actually want to order. And even though you're spending like thousands of dollars on this, like grape otter pops, and and then you go home and you see that your house is filled with all this junk that you don't want and you think like where did this come from? Well like the truth is like you bought it. And yeah. like so like what are you purchasing with your thoughts and how much clutter do we have in our minds that's leading us to goals that we don't have so i think yeah. you know we all have this finite amount of cognitive currency or like money to spend and mindfulness is a very real way to kind of inventory this clutter without judgment so like we go into our mind this like this like you know, <laughs> this budget or this ledger of like, wow, we just bought all this stuff that we don't want. But instead of going in and saying like, oh my gosh, I am an idiot. I just bought ten cases. I spent twenty five hundred dollars on purple otter pops. Yuck. Like we often see ourselves saying that about our thoughts. Instead of looking at our thoughts and saying like, wow, that's interesting. Hmm. What if you know? And you kind of give yourself a what if. Versus like just jumping straight to judgment. And I think mindfulness helps us in very basic terms. Mindfulness is just paying attention to those thoughts and emotions, whether we've purchased them totally mindlessly or or we've done them very deliberately, just pay attention without judgment.
0: I'm glad you added that without judgment piece. I think that's what I get tripped up on and why I easily forget what I'm trying to implement in my life with mindfulness because I have that judgment piece to it. Either I'm judging the thoughts I have or I'm judging my inability to control them or I'm judging just how hard it is to practice and learn. Although I do have to tell you um it it does translate in really practical ways even the attempts at that and like it is a muscle and it and it it does grow yes so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: why why should people even be concerned about it i feel like i'm hearing it more and more and more mindfulness 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 why is it so popular right now and why does it matter why should we even try
1: yeah that's a that's a great question And I think it's probably like it's a good idea to try because it helps us to kind of slow down the process between event and reaction. So like we are right now in our world right now of of smartphones, of social media, of notifications, you know, of emails, all this stuff like our, our brains are literally being trained to speed up, to speed up, speed up, speed up. And, and so, Hmm. and specifically to speed up between event and reaction. So, so before we used to have a little bit more space between event and then reaction. And, and so like an example, right, is let's just say like, um, you've got kids, right? And uh, maybe a lot of listeners have kids like, and your kid has, let's just say your kid just starts to have this like tantrum out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) Never happens.
1: never happens, right? I don't know what you're
0: talking about. <laughs>
1: so, so, you know, so that's the event, right? And then the reaction is, you know, on a literal base, like your cortisol goes up, your muscles kind of start to tense, like blood pressure rises, anger and frustration begins to mount. Like, it's just like this boom, like reaction. And if we can kind of slow down and like create a, a larger pause between event hmm. and reaction, it allows us to pay attention to our thoughts without judgment. And you can actually watch yourself literally. You're like, wow, I can see that my muscles are tensing right now. Uh-huh. And I kind of want to like scream. Um, and you're just watching yourself and saying, wow. And it's almost like a compassionate obs- observation. Okay. Um, so it matters, I think, because it can help us practice it helps us to practice slowing down that, that space between event and reaction. So, I mean, the benefits, I mean, we could talk about this for, for hours, but like the benefits of mindfulness are just abundant. I mean, there's this huge, um, psychic energy that we can gain from practicing mindfulness.
0: Oh, I like Um, that phrase. That's cool
1: yeah I mean it sounds kind of like you know <laughs> kind of hippie like psychic you know um, but uh, but that's the, the actual psychological term for this type of energy actually um, that uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, sent Mihai he he's the the author of flow he's talked a lot about this 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 psychic energy that we can gain so we you know no matter how much uh, healthy food you eat and how much sleep you get and um, you know exercise you have and all these things like even if your body is physically healthy and you have this kind of physical energy um but, but then you have this really, really negative thought or a perceived threat or some really bad news comes your energy gets completely drained which is one piece of you know really bad news or some you know some negative thing that comes into your into your mind and no matter how physically healthy you are there's this real psychic energy and people who practice mindfulness frequently have a higher capacity of cognitive resilience and so they can keep their psychic energy up so it's it's not just this you know this uh kind of okay if like if i if i practice mindfulness or if i just meditate and just you know kind of clear my mind or whatever um i will be able to be more like a monk or like i'll be so peaceful or like i can have cool like yoga pictures or something. I don't like, it's not just about that. It's like, it's actual real energy. There's a mind, just this mind body interaction is so important. And even if you have immense amount of physical energy and you're doing really great with your diet, your exercise, your sleep, all those things, your psychic energy. If you're not very good at having this kind of resilience, this cognitive resilience, you can get drained very quickly. And so I think it's just, it's, it's critical for continuing to keep our energy up. And there's so many different other, you know, um, I guess you could call them like biomarkers of, of, uh, of mindfulness that I could talk about. Like one of them is um, heart rate variability. They've done tons of studies on the correlation between, um, mindfulness meditation and increased heart rate variability. Um, which is a predictor of, of heart health as one of mental health uh, physical health so many different things uh, longevity how long you live so mindfulness just has so many incredible benefits um, that that uh, it's worth it's worth uh, it's worth looking into at least trying
0: yeah so the benefits are mental they're physical they are spiritual even it, it- there are reasons why people are talking about this. And I mean, millions of reasons. You talked about people who practice mindfulness on a daily basis. So what does that mean? If someone's practicing mindfulness, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I I think it's, it's, um, you know, you can, you can do things like uh, just meditation, uh, where you sit down, and you just, you know, focus on your breath, uh, for a few minutes. I mean, if it, if it's the first time you've ever done it, <laughs> uh, then, you know, even 30 seconds can seem like a really long time. Mm. Uh, but you know, it's, it's something that, that it just, it's, uh, looking at your breath. I like to, sometimes I like to count my breath. Um, so I'll do like one with the in breath, two with the out, and then go up to 10 and just start over. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's very simple,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it, and I like it because you know we're we're constantly thinking about you know the future or or the past in our thoughts. But if you focus on your breath, you can't really breathe in the future or the past, right? Like you <laughs> you can only breathe right now. Mm. So
0: oh, I love that. So that centers you. So it can be, it can be meditation. It can be like yeah. routines that way. What else?
1: Yeah. So some of the other things that I've I, I've done and I've tried that I really like. Um, so yoga is one of them. I actually really like yoga. I don't do it as often as I just do simple, um, just sitting and breathing. Yeah. Um, I I do like uh, when I when I have the chance. Uh, just like last week, Stacy and I went up to. Um, a really beautiful waterfall and we, we, we balanced rocks. Well, I balanced rocks like under the waterfall, um, and it was very peaceful, really very mindful because you, all of your attention has to be on these rocks. If you're trying to balance them, like you can't be thinking about all these different things when you're balancing rocks. Like you've, you've got to have all your attention there. Um, even just honestly playing with toys. I mean, it sounds yeah. kind of crazy as an adult, right? Like we don't, we don't play it enough. And, um, that's been something that's really actually helped me a lot. I, I, I probably have more, uh, toys than, than most, um, adults in, in the like little kid toy sense.
0: I love um, that though.
1: <laughs> so
0: I'm, it's, you know, I, I, just did an episode recently with Crystal Lee Beck talking about how play more play as an adult yeah. leads to more productivity and even doing something as simple as playing with my five year old, his little magnet uh, legos, he's got. I was like, "Whoa, I mm-hmm. am happier and able to uh, go into doing my work while he's still building." You know, it, it really does <laughs> yeah. help.
1: Yeah, it, it really, it really can. I mean, playing with kids is is an amazing mindfulness practice. It really can be if you if you see that play with your kids as, as like, I want to play too, versus like, oh, this is something that's kind of keeping me from what I want. You know, it can really, it can really, um, improve your, your positive emotion. And, uh, Barbara Friedrichson calls it positivity resonance when you can really kind of get in touch with, with your child. I just watched this really amazing documentary. Um, that was uh it was called um it was about it was about Mr. Rogers is oh, uh, won't you yeah. be my neighbor yes. and i was just fascinated at how he he was so in touch with children he mm-hmm. just loved kids and and he almost saw it as a test like oh i'm you know like i'm here with this child and they just asked me this question and i could i could give the adult answer or i could give the child answer and if i give the child level answer they will like they will they will like let me into their club
0: yeah (laughs) yeah kind of a
1: tangent but i just i i think mindfulness can really you know playing with kids and and entering into that world um of imagination can really be very mindful and so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I
0: want to ask you if the way I've been practicing mindfulness uh if it if it's acceptable and i already feel like i know the answer but so before i had um, my baby i was doing more of the formal like meditation in the early morning and yeah. that's what has slipped away since mm-hmm. he was born um cuz you know it's just you, you just have to survive but
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but what it's been more of is like being present in my moment so what i've nursed him mm-hmm. i've tried to just be present with him and taking yeah. in. and uh, same thing with like i talked about that moment where i played with my kids but also going outside i i have this i used to say i i couldn't sit still um couldn't get in the level with my kids and play i'm more of like oh let's read let's go to adventures but as I've tried to slow down and even just not reaching for listening to something right away, um, I, you know, other podcasts I love or music or, you mm-hmm. know, you know, all that kind of present uh, mm-hmm. moments is mm-hmm. what I feel like is the shift, the, the, the dramatic shift I've seen in my life for mindfulness. And yes. I don't know if that's too practical, but that's where I see it translating in my life.
1: I love that. It really I think it's just as simple as that. And it's it's powerful when it is simple. If you can like Sharon Salzberg is a, a very kind of well-known kind of mindfulness meditation teacher and she says if you can breathe, you can meditate. And that's so true. Huh. Uh, if it's like you said, it's just it's just finding those present moments. Like if you're just like looking down at your baby and just and just savoring that moment, right? And like that is mindfulness. If you're out on a walk and you notice a flower and you think, "Wow, I've never noticed that flower in that way," or even you smell that flower and you think, "That is an amazing smell." That's mindfulness. If you look up and the moon's about to come up over the mountain and you just think, "Man, this is an amazing world." Like that is mindfulness. If you're doing the dishes and you just realize that wow, like I'm so like, I, I, the smell of the, like, hope it's, hope it's not like a gross smell, but like yeah. even gross smell, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, even the gross smell, like you're noticing that and just being present.
0: So anything and, can yeah. be turned into a mindfulness exercise is anything. What I think you're saying.
1: Anything they can. So Absolutely. that's so
0: encouraging for us beginners. I mean, that is where we can yep. start and then, you know, translate or transfer more into the, the breathing and the formal meditation and, Um, exercises. So that I want to know, though, about a negative situation, how can you use mindfulness to help you? I mean, you used a tantrum example, let's say there's something hard at work, or someone who's in your life that you just have to deal with, like, you just can't ignore it. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
0: a negative situation. How can mindfulness come into play there?
1: That's a great question. So actually I talk about this a little bit in, in my course about how to deal with negative people and yeah. cause we all, we all have them yes. in our lives. Uh, you know, and, uh, and so something that I like to talk about is what's called a strategic retreat. So you, you, tr- you really have to focus in on recharging. Um, and the, the more you practice mindfulness, The easier it will get Um, so so i like to i like to say this like cope when you're in the situation or in the battle and then uh heal when you're not right heal when you're out of it and so so when you're in it though when you're with these these negative situations with these negative people it's really important for you to um just notice just notice and and I like, I like something that actually Brendan Burchard actually talked about. He says whenever he comes into a room, he tries to look at and notice um, the good things, right? And there could hmm. be really negative people. And, like, I, I've been practicing this um, currently with uh, certain people in, in my life that I won't mention. And, like, yeah, I – Yeah, like who, <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and as I've noticed, like, wow, they have, they have an amazing smile you know, uh, or, or like, you know what, they like, they, they really love their kids. And I can tell that even though they're really negative people most of the time mm-hmm. and like, and, and just noticing, right. It's, it's about paying attention. So you what you're doing with mindfulness is you're really, you're taking back control of your attention instead of it going straight, this automaticity, right. Going straight to like whatever it goes to without your control, you're noticing, Oh, I can see that my attention is going towards um, just being really anxious and like angry at this person because it seems like they are a threat to my this situation in my life or whatever it is. And you can just notice that. So, so I would say like if you're in that situation with negativity or with negative people, notice it without judgment, and it's almost like this best friend who has compassion on on you, but it's yourself, and then. And then, this is a really important part. As soon as you can, um, this is something from Michelle Gielan, her her book called "Broadcasting Happiness," where she talks about these strategic retreats, where you just spend as little time as you possibly can in that situation. Make sure you're you're coping by paying attention to your emotions and your thoughts without judgment, and then and then retreat, <laughs> get out of there, like um, yeah. and and go and and really. Pump yourself back up with these positive emotions. Um, Remind yourself of the good. Remind yourself of other things. Breathe. Um, Be grateful for the power of your body to breathe. All these things can really help you to kind of recharge the psychic energy after you've been just drained by these really negative influences in your life. Because negativity really does affect you. It really does. It's, It's literally bad for your health.
0: And it's contagious.
1: It is contagious. And it's i. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh,
0: yeah, it's tricky to not fall into the trap because it is around us so much. I mean, it's in the news. It's in the magazines. It's the way we speak. It's the things we bring up, you know, with our close friends and family coming home and talking about the negative right away. Like, I get it. It's It's hard yeah. to not focus on that. What Absolutely. I love about what you teach, Andy, is to me, the way you teach mindfulness is mindfulness does not equal perfection. In fact, it's it's mm. just that judgment piece is coming up again for me to take heart when it doesn't cope perfectly or yeah. when you're trying to notice your emotions or the way your body is reacting to an intense situation and maybe you don't deal well with it. It's still taking that time to retreat and reflect and gather, okay, here are the, the signals I had that I ignored and here's what I can do differently next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. So one of my favorite types of meditation is self-compassion meditation. It's so Ooh. powerful. Yeah, if if you haven't tried it yet, you've got to just try it um, there's, you can actually just go to self-compassion.org. Kristen Neff is an amazing researcher on self-compassion and you can find her, her research and even some free guided meditations that she does on her website, self-compassion.org. It's, I I do those, I have it. I literally have that website like saved as like uh, a bookmark on my like home screen of my phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. I love that.
1: And another one that I would highly recommend if you're trying to, you know, just try this out with guided meditations is Barbara Friedrichson has a couple of um, meditations on her website as well. Oh, and her website, I believe it's called dot com, And you can find loving kindness meditation on that website. It's really, really, really powerful stuff. So both of those really help. I love, I love those.
0: Okay. I'm going to link to both of those. I am, for one, sitting here very amazed that you can recall all these things and the terms that they are given and where they come from. That's incredible. And if that doesn't prove how mindfulness is such an amazing tool for the brain and longevity and intelligence, then I don't know what else is. Um, One more thing I wanted to bring up, it's something that you talked about earlier, that pause. And, Mm. and that's where it's the space between I I know I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but this is how what I got from it. It's a space between something happening and the reaction to it. And I was just thinking for us beginners, it's that's where the muscle is being built, is
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Lengthening that pause out is just like when you're pulling up a dumbbell and doing a bicep curl. And mm-hmm. if you just do it really fast and go back down, you're not gonna get anything. Yeah. It's that pause. At the top, I think
1: <laughs> that's yeah. building your
0: muscle, and it's got to be that same thing about these mindfulness uh, techniques for the brain too.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and it's actually um, the studies that they've done because now that they can look inside the brain with you know fMRI imagery and stuff, they can sh- they show that um, the area of your brain that's that's in charge of paying attention. Um, actually grows this kind of gray matter or, or connections right um, to be able it strengthens those connections that allows you to have more control it literally gives you more control over what you are deciding and what you're paying attention to so it, it is it's it, it, the muscle analogy is really a good one because you know you, you do have to practice and the more you practice, it's like, you know, it strengthens. And, and I, I also like just the music analogy, um, where if you want to learn an instrument, right. If you want to learn how to play the piano, for example, um, you've got to, you've got to practice. And, um, and I think, Hmm. you know, we don't think of, 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 you know, cognitive skills as some sort of, of, thing like that but we but we have to practice that as well we have to practice if we want to be better at paying attention and and having control over our attention we can really strengthen that by practicing so i I like that the way you 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 put that
0: well i i basically just said what you said over over again but that's repetition helps me you know, yes. Andy, um, I have a final question for you that you already answered my first interview, but I'd be love to see how that changed. But first, yeah. what are you offering to people that's really unique, um, that they can turn to and learn, learn from you?
1: Well, I, I, you know, my podcast, I'd love to have anybody listen if they want to listen, m- learn more about happiness, um, and, uh, you know, how to, how to put these science backed, uh, kind of practical tips into practice. And then, um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to take it to the next level and like, you know, take a course on it, I actually created a course a little while back where you can, you know, build your own positivity playlist, um, for your life. And when you're in those negative situations, you have something to fall back on of this like positivity playlist, where you can go back and boost your brain full of positive emotion with that playlist I talk about mindfulness. I have like a lot of really cool um, morning and evening routines that are, that are backed by science to kind of, you know, boost your, your life full of positive emotion as well and help you be more more emotionally resilient. So just find that at more life.co. So yeah.
0: Do, do you ever get happiness fatigue? I mean, cause you, you are clearly reading about this all the time, practicing it, teaching it, I'm just curious. (laughs)
1: Um, well, I think maybe the question you might have is a question that I've been asked before, which is as a happiness expert, are you ever not happy? And the answer is yes. There's definitely times when even happiness experts and activists are unhappy. And I think I actually was on a different uh, podcast with somebody a couple weeks ago, um, who asked me the same question. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, and, well, well, I, I was curious because she was also a happiness expert, and so I thought, man, I want to know this from you as well. So that's one of the hardest things um, for people who are constantly teaching pra- uh, the practice of, of happy living and flourishing is, you know, we have, like today, I'll be honest, today has been like a rough day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just a crazy week. And, um, you know, even happiness experts, I mean, ask anybody, ask the, ask Sean Aker, ask any happiness expert out there, they are learning this because they want to be more resilient in their life. And for me, you know, I definitely have moments and days. I mean, I've had weeks and months before too, where it's just been really hard and, yeah. where you're trying to get through some really tough, tough times in your life. And for me, happiness isn't necessarily just always feeling positive, emotional all the time. Um, it's your ability to bounce back. And happiness is kind of like a skill. it's It's the skill, where to be able to bounce back from those negative situations, from those difficult situations, and the ability to tell yourself the right story about the situation as well.
0: So, happiness is resilience. That is something I need to put up right above my computer at all times. I love <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, Andy, so my final question for you is what have you learned about yourself? And we'll say since I last spoke to you a year ago.
1: wow. Oh, man, I've learned that I um, can really, I really underestimate the amount of work that goes into things. Yeah, yeah. And I have to, and I really have to, um, I've learned to be, to be nice to myself Mm -hmm. and one of my mantras uh since the last time we talked is that I have time
0: oh yeah Mm -hmm. I
1: have time so I I always tell myself you've got time because I want to do so much I want to get everything done I want to help so many people I want to just there's so many things to be done and so many things to accomplish but I always tell myself hey you've got time
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Andy, you are so so great. I can't wait for more people to connect with you and to learn from you. Thank you so much for being on the show again.
1: I love it. Thank you so much as well. I, I love being on the show and I uh I I'm excited to to hear it.
0: Wow. Such a good episode, Andy. He really is amazing. I hope you give him a follow on more happy life and check out his courses. I've taken one of his courses on happiness and I learned so, so much from this guy. Every single time he opens his mouth, Andy, thank you again for being on the show and sharing some real doable ways that we can incorporate mindfulness in our lives and here and now and change. Again, I want to thank you, the listeners, for being here. I need this show in my life. It has changed everything about me. And I hope that you can have change in your life too. That is why I work so hard to provide good content for you. And I hope that you experience the transformation that I hope you gain because I know I have. I'll see you next week for another great episode. And until then, remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Love you guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death